Hey everyone, this is Colin Parker, your keeper, your pod boss, your best friend, and your valentine. That's right, it was me. I'm the one that gave you the Valentine's Day card. I'm the one that gave you the one that says, will you be my valentine? And only gave you the three options of yes, definitely, and absolutely. Um, if you want to answer that, please let me know. I will have a Twitter poll going on. You can click whichever option because it is anonymous and I will never know. And that I think will make both of us feel much better. Um, but you have to do that because this is a one-way street. This what's happening right now. I can't hear a word you're saying. So even if I say, will you be my Valentine? Okay, see, and then I couldn't hear anything you just said to me. So let's stop playing this charade. You tell me anonymously if you will be my Valentine on Twitter. We'll be good to go. Um... Anyway, back to reality. This is myth takes. That's what we're all here for. This arc is actually kind of already starting to wrap up. Um, this one's a little bit more quick to the action. Um, it was designed a little bit that way. Um, but we do have a couple little loose ends that we have to tie up uh, before we do that. Um, and so that's what the next uh, couple of episodes are going to be about. That being said... Before I intro the actual story that's happening in this episode, I just wanted to let you know that I have been sick for the last few days, so this episode's actually going to be a little short because I just have not had the energy to get a much larger episode out. I apologize for that, but in two weeks' time, you'll get a full-length episode. So just to give everyone a quick update as far as the network and the show goes, we just added a couple new shows to the network. You can now hear the show Insanely Haunted and also I Dunno Radio here on the network. Many network members have either been on the show Insanely Haunted before or they will soon be on episodes like I myself am recording an episode in a couple of weeks. I was also just on I Dunno Radio on Monday and I was actually on the Historical Hotties episode that aired the day before this episode comes out. And with that episode, you can get double the Valentine's Day Colin. So isn't that lovely. Uh, there's also a very brand new show to the network. Morgan needs a podcast. Morgan was Allie in the very first arc of Myth Takes, and now she's got a brand new show. So you should go check it out. It was an absolute delight. I am hooked, and I cannot wait for the next episode of that show. Morgan is an amazing podcaster and a very good storyteller, and so I'm really excited to see what she does with this. As always, I've got a couple little cryptic messages like We've got a couple other new shows coming down the pipeline. Got some stuff that's literally being edited uh, right after I finish editing this episode. And uh, so we'll be letting you know about new stuff pretty soon. I think that covers everything. Um, just as a quick heads up as well, I know I said that there's no ad break in this episode. Just so you're all aware, for, for now, from now on, this show doesn't have uh, an ad break anymore. Or not like... You know, we're not going to be selling you like Blue Apron or anything like that anymore. We've decided that it's time to get back to focusing on community. That was the whole reason why we started the network. And so from now on, the break will just be this, basically. is just giving you really quick updates about the network, about myth takes, about when the next episode's going to be, who's going to be on what, stuff like that. Um, so there you have it. Um, and now we're going to get into the, uh, the the actual story of this episode. Um just because it won't happen again before the end of this episode, I will remind you one more time that this episode is coming to you on Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to those of you who celebrate. 
we will see you again in two weeks' time, and both the company and Colin, me, uh, and also Alex Taylor, uh, who is in this arc right now, uh, all three of those things will all be one year older by the time that you hear from us next. So that's fun. And so now let's get into um, what this episode's all about. We're going to do something a little different here. I am joined by only one party member. I am currently with Naomi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, a small peek behind the curtain here is that we are already, we've already discovered the the mystery, right? We The way I set up this arc was to change up how we do some of the story. In the first two arcs, we spent a lot of one-on-one time with characters, and then we kind of dove into the mystery, but we sort of did it in reverse order this time. We dove almost directly into the mystery, and now we have to see why these particular characters are here. The idea is, is that uh, throughout the entire series, different stories will be more meaningful or have bigger pieces of the puzzle for different characters. Uh, and so for this mystery, the one of the biggest beginning pieces, I guess you could say, or like we're laying the groundwork for something big for Vera. Is it Vera or Vera? I can't remember <clears throat> if I'm saying it right. Vera. Vera. Okay. <laughs> Vera. So it's for Vera. And... Um, Vera's, like, big moment and arc is still coming up, but, like, in order to start setting that up, you have to, kind of like with a house, you lay down the foundation and stuff like that. And so that's why, uh, from a storytelling process, that's why she's here. But from a, for lack of a better term, personal standpoint, we have to understand more about what's happening for her. So in the first episode of this arc, Right? Was it was the first yeah, in the first episode of this arc we discussed that you had had your powers for I think like two years, I think you said. Um, and you first discovered druids because you had used magic totally unwillingly and were kind of looking for answers. People found out that you were doing these things. They were like, Hey, let's help each other out because we can't have you running around just throwing magic around. But also I'm sure you want answers. So you sort of started uh, on a little bit of a quest, um, kind of very Skyrim like. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, parallels there for you, um, and so a lot of your journey is about finding the mods that will help you be the best Skyrim you can be. Um, I see. I think that's a very good analogy. I feel like this is the this is the best way to equate. You know, because I think Skyrim is like your your area of expertise. I am Skyrim. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am Skyrim. <laughs> it turns out the that the Skyrim was the friends we made all along along the way. Whatever. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to do a very quick flashback, um, and this is to the moment where you were meeting with one of your druid friends, and uh, they gave you the name and information on the person that you needed to meet to try to hone some some of your magical abilities. Um, there's a lot of raw, untapped power there, uh, and you have begun to understand, you know, the ways of magic. Um, so let me give you one question that will definitely put you on your toes. 
Who is the first person that ever sat down with you of these druids? Who is the first person to sit down and explain to you the way that magic works? It was an old woman, an old female identifying druid. And she taught me the very basics of how to like not just be everywhere using my magic and just like mm. not be safe. So, yeah. Sure. And so, um, because this is a very big part of how the world works, right? Or how Monster of the Week works. Your character, the way magic works, is you need to have some way of essentially channeling it or using it, right? There's a difference between using a little bit of magic to, uh, like, a magic ability to, like, if you really need to knock something over, you know, you can use basic magic to kind of have like a little bit of wind kind of knock something over if it's not heavy. Um, but if you're going to use like an attack or like a big move, there needs to be some sort of way of describing it and having it happen, right? So whether that is the use of foci or, you know, like having some sort of uh, like whether it's a wand or a staff or whatever, something that you would have to have on you at all times in order to to use it, something to focus that ability whether it is that you have to have like consumables for lack of a better term, like, like, uh, items, like items that you would have to like crush up. Like, you know, you take the eye of this and the twig of whatever, you know, quickly crush it up in your hand and then it's like, you know, and then magic happens. Or, uh, if it is, uh, something that is based off of literally focusing and using some sort of incantation. Um, so how does magic work? In our world, you are the person that gets to decide that as the spell slinger. So magic can be done with or without a staff, but when you use it with a staff, it's more focused. But you have to imbue your staff with a specific element. Otherwise, I mean, like you can't, well, you can. It's very difficult to make one, but you can make a staff that has like multiple elements. Mm -hmm. But I have one that has one main element ice mm -hmm. and then i have like the wind as like a separate thing but yeah like you have to like put effort into like making not making but like mm -hmm. viewing your staff kind of like right okay you can edit this out but like have you ever played runescape yeah yeah so like the way that they use their staffs okay yeah, yeah that makes sense i also feel like uh for those who don't play runescape Tell me if this if this analogy works as well. Kind of like how Jedi make their lightsabers, right? Because they use different types yes. of crystals. Yes. Right? Yeah. So it's okay. Cool. So it's yes. like basically the way that they craft their the 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 tool for for focusing their abilities changes how they can use their magic. Um, and is there any form of like when you do learn magic, uh, how do you learn that? Is it like a spell or is it literally about like tapping into some sort of force? It's kind of both. Um, you have to tap into the force first, but then like you have the force, but you don't have the knowledge. So you mm -hmm. have to read the spells and like memorize them so that mm -hmm. you know what to say. Sure. Um, so you don't have to answer this now, but... At some point, I would like to know what you have to say in order to use your ice or wind abilities. When at least when it comes to like using like an in like a 
larger, grander fashion. I would just like I was saying with like smaller magic, I imagine that if you wanted to like, I don't know, put a little bit of an ice patch on the ground <laughs> just so someone would slip, you know, because you think it's funny, that probably doesn't require like a big like, come on, you know, like, <laughs> and then, psh. but you know, like if you're about to be like, oh, there's a giant troll coming at me or something or like a Yeti or whatever. Zabadoo, you know, whatever the phrase is. I please don't make it Zabadoo. Um, <laughs> Yabba Dabba Doo? Yeah. <laughs> Yabba Dabba Doo. <laughs> um, and Hannah Barber. All right, stop using that. And you're like, oh, okay, sorry. Um, okay, so you, uh, okay, so you learned that. And what was the name of the character? Did you give me the name that taught you? No. Her name is mm-hmm. Antovina. Antovina. That's a good name. Okay. So, uh, she is the one who sends you out on this journey as well. And she says, Oh, yes, my child. You're going to need the help of this one. That's and exactly she how she you, speaks. Exactly. And <laughs> she hands you um, this, uh, this kind of like we were saying earlier, almost in a way like a dossier, a little bit of like how to find this person, where to find them, their last known whereabouts. They are a prominent figure in the magic community, or at least within uh, this part of the United States of America, right? Um, I imagine just like with any other type of profession, you you probably have experts all over the place. But she says, um, I have not taught you everything that I know, but this one can help you refine it and to teach you more. And something tells me, something in the wind, Tells me he's going to need your help just as much. Um, and so that is why we have found you here in Grace Falls. Um, so the name of the person that you are looking for. Um, that is not something that I think we've actually divulged yet. Um, and so this little flashback ends. You sort of have in a way been dreaming about it. And uh, you suddenly find yourself... Uh, on your back, you remember the last time that you were looking up, or the last time you were, the last moment that you can really remember, really, you had been sitting up, you had been facing over the top of the ledge, and uh, the creature that you had been spending time with, you were on his back, and he pointed out to you the monster that was terrorizing the area. And pointed to one on a rooftop that was looking at a man with a sword and a very odd-looking person um, that, you know, was kind of indescribable. They looked lankier than they probably should as a human, and their hair was didn't look real. It looked like almost just like a shadow itself. It was very peculiar. But the monster was the, was the big problem. And... The last thing you really remember is the creature telling you that it was a Wendigo. Um, And now you are on your back in the snow, facing up towards the sky. um, And you are not near that ledge. You are uh, kind of back into some of the woods a little bit. A little bit hidden away. Um, And the creature stands up and, you know takes one last puff of his cigarette before flicking it away in, away into the snow, right? And goes, 
Ah, you have a walk-in. Flicks it. And then he goes, Well, this is, uh... This is interesting, no? I assume you are here for me? I am, uh... Hmm. We have not been formally introduced. My name is Mongo. And he takes a step forward. And now the moon is fully illuminating him. You now understand why he was so large. And you also understand why you heard sort of a vibration going through his entire body. Staying in front of you is an anthropomorphic cat. And is reaching out with a hand that looks like half hand, half paw, basically. He is quite large, very fluffy, and he has very bright green eyes and a just the most wonderful, warm-looking orange fur. Um, He puts his hand out, whether to shake or maybe to help you up. What do you do? I hesitate, but I eventually reach my hand out to grab his hand. Okay, so he pulls you up, and uh, he kind of looks back over his shoulder towards the uh, the towards the mountain behind and he says uh sorry how would he say this he would have to he would have to ask a very specific question though it has to be like i assume you're here because uh you need to know more about this magic ability that you have i did not realize at the moment that we met that this was uh, that this was your case, but now, well, what happened back there made it very clear. Can you tell me exactly? Uh, I've, well, frankly, I've, I have never seen something like that. How did you do that? I don't know how I did that. I just did it. Here's what we need. I need you to do. Why don't you actually tell me what spell that you used? Without meaning to, like this big powerful spell that you that we were talking about that got out of control. And then let's also roll to see maybe what the consequences of it are. The abjuration of oblivion. Jeez. Okay. Um, alright, well why don't we do why don't you roll two D six and add why don't you add your weird to that? Okay, so I rolled seven. Okay. So it's nine, which is, is that good? Okay, so that is a mixed success. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> I am going to go ahead and make a note of this in my document. So I'm, I'm marking that down for when we return to combat, basically. Um, so that way what will happen is, is that will affect... Like, basically, like, because that's a mixed success, right? Where we saw the good side already in a way, which is he tells you that you, like, obliterated that thing. Which also is cool because then you had the word oblivion in there. Um, but uh, there will be a downside to using that spell that was that big. Whether that means someone else will maybe get hurt or whether that means uh, that 
it still somehow managed to damage some de- uh, deal some damage to you and we just haven't noticed yet or 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 what there there will be some sort of downside right it's one of those things where it's like when you have a mixed success something good and bad happens um to sort of offset each other if you get a bad roll it's like nothing good happens and it's like oh you 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 fucked up and now it's going to you know wreck someone's shop or if you get like a good roll it's like a nice job no consequences, my friend. Mon frere, as Mongo might say. Um, okay, so that's a, a very important moment there. I don't know how I did that. I just did it. I don't know what's happening. Sure. So, um, essentially, you have a little bit of a blank spot here in your in your um, uh, history, essentially. And he says... Uh, and he goes, okay, let, let me begin here. We were looking at the Wendigo up on the rooftop when suddenly, I guess I, maybe I'm getting rusty, no? Another one came from this side. I did not see him. He attacked us, but, uh, you took him out pretty, pretty good, no? <laughs> Uh, and he lights another cigarette. I have nine lives, so it does not matter how much it takes off of them. Um, and, uh, he says, that's a little, uh, human joke for you, okay? Uh, there's only one life, but eh, does not matter. And, um, he kind of studies you a little bit. Just sort of peers right into the soul a little bit. Sometimes in a time of need, the body takes care of things. No, it, it reaches out. It goes beyond its limit. And that can be okay. Unless it happens a lot. Is this a first time, or has this happened before? Do you have missing time? I have missing time. Here and there. I don't know what I'm missing, but kind of scary but at least my magic works hmm I see hmm very interesting do you know why this is happening to me that is a good question if you have missing time it is uh, maybe perhaps hard to tell but how many times would you say it's happened and over the course of what length of time? Over the course of two-ish years, it's happened not many times. I'd say, like, it's happened many times. It's happened nine times. Oh, okay. Okay, so he kind of purrs a little gently, right? It's kind of, you know, scratching at the the underside of his, his little chin, which he likes a lot, you know? And he says, nine times, two years. Huh. About two years. That cannot be a coincidence. Huh. Okay. I know what we must do. Little one, this is how I see things. You were clearly sent to me to learn more about magic, but 
perhaps we can both teach each other things, no? I think I need to know a little bit more about what is happening. And we need to also help get you to learn more. Things are getting pretty bad, no? I mean, these things out here, they don't mess around. Monsters like this, they're usually infrequent. They've been popping up more and more recently. Mostly in the last two years or so. Somewhere up the mountain, there is a sound of metal clashing. There is screaming. There's the sound of the Wendigo crying out. And there is a bright flash. Mongo clears his throat to get your attention again. Here's what I'm going to do. And he hands you a piece of paper. And... Or sorry, he, he hasn't handed it yet. Sorry. He, he reaches into his pack and he pulls out an envelope. And he says, In my hand, this is how and where you can find me. I will return to where I normally reside. You can either come with me right now or if you want to stay and fight these things, I can leave this with you, and you can find me another day. You have an ability, and you may be able to stop these monsters. However, you don't owe anybody anything. So what will it be? Welcome to Queer Dungeoneers. This is an unbearable experience. If someone was listening to this, they would say, this is pure silliness. <laughs> I'm going to turn into a really big cow. Moo. It is Baramos of the Fourth Circle. Free me from this orb. Do you have Baramos in your bag? No. You can tell me if you've got Baramos in your bag. No, I've got rations. You've got Baramos in your bag. No, I don't. Nim. What have you done? Queer Dungeoneers, an actual play podcast about being who you are by being someone different. Get it now! I am great and nothing can hurt me.